You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, we have a great guest and we're going to speak about the topic that is very close to my heart. We are going to speak about communication and public speaking with Billy Shepard. She is a coach, an actor, producer, director, very interesting person. And uh, I just love that we are going to have this conversation. Hi, Billy. Welcome to Ideas and Leaders. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you. Good to see your beautiful face. So, um, Billy, can you tell us a little bit uh, about your background? I know that you're an actor, producer, and now you're in this world of, of uh, business communication, of uh, coaching. So how, uh, how did uh, your career look like? What is, what is your story? What is my story? Everybody's got a story. Uh, I'll try to make it brief because there's a lot, many years to the story, but I had been an actor since college. I left college and became a professional actor, went to an agent. They sent me out and I left college, went back many years later uh, and became an acting coach as well and discovered that there were methods that I learned from my great teachers uh, and from acting that were applicable to all people. And I was asked at one point after all these years of teaching acting and acting uh, to help some corporate people do presentations. And I applied the theater techniques and I thought, I got an idea. I, I can go into corporations and do this and help people. And it worked. And about six, seven years ago, I went back to school and got a graduate degree to see if my methods applying the acting techniques to the corporations and to business people and other speakers, it expanded, uh, would be efficient. Those artistically motivated uh, methods would work. And they did. And we proved it. <laughs> with, and um, since that time, I've been going into corporations and helping corporate people and all kinds of people. It is so interesting that uh, you uh, kind of you're bringing this uh, uh, perspective from the artistic world to the corporate world. Um, do you think that uh, we we have a lot to learn from actors in business, and what what are those elements that we can actually incorporate into our communication? I think each has a, since you asked that question in that way, each of us have a lot to learn from both groups. I think actors can can learn a lot from the business acumen in that arena, uh, how to manage their acting business and think in terms and use those techniques. And I think the business people can learn from actors and this artistic acting technique approach because actors learn that it's, I'm not saying anything new, I'm just simplifying it. Actors learn that 
the important thing is connecting with the audience, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or whether it's one-on-10,000. And that connection starts with them first. We learn that we need to get ourselves ready to get in this wonderful thing I call present moment awareness. And when we're in the present moment, we are genuine, genuinely ourselves and connected with the audience or the person that we're talking to. And how do we do that? Well, there's four ways we do that. The first is to get our bodies ready, actors. We do breathing and exercise and whatever we need to do to prepare to get our bodies present. Then we need to get our voice present so that we're clear, uh, we have good diction, modulation, use of pauses, the third thing is the ability to improvise. Actors need to improvise in front of the camera or on stage, and speakers do too. And the fourth thing, and now I'm finally at the, the secret sauce, the fourth thing is the intention. What the heck do I want to get you to do? And when we're working one-on-one -on -one or working with an audience and we're on intention, we have no fear, we have no self-doubt, we have no nervousness because we've got a job to do. So I would say what corporate people can learn from actors is how to get ourselves ready in the present moment and figure out what our intention is. I'm going to keep talking. The secret to the secret the golden key is to have that intention connected to something I feel strongly about. And we can talk about that further. I bet you have another question. Yes, yes. I, I definitely wanted to ask you about this uh, intention. And uh, before that, you mentioned uh, improvising and being flexible. And I think that we can learn we can practice how to prepare ourselves physically mentally but what about this improvisation is is there a way that we can actually learn this that we can actually master this how do actors do this and how how can we bring this into the business world it interestingly enough it circles back to the intention, the practice of intention, uh, and I suggest anybody take at least one intention, uh, 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 improvisation class. They'll probably get addicted and take more. What, it, what improvisation teaches us is to, we learn that we have to be in the present moment. Why? Because we're on our intention. Give me the 50 bucks. I know, Elena. I know you owe me that 50 bucks. You know you owe me that 50 bucks. Come on, give, give me the 50. What do you mean you're not going to give me the 50 bucks? Elena, I need the 50 bucks. Okay, so if we have our intention in an improvisational exercise, here's what we will learn. That we have to listen. I have to listen to you and watch you and pay attention to how you're responding and reacting. 
I noticed, I said, give me the 50 bucks. And you started shaking your head no. So I came in more firmly. A speaker needs to practice improvisation to learn to read the audience and adjust. They will also learn what to do if the lights go out or, or if there's a, a bell going off or if they forget their place. So that ability to improvise, first of all, it's very fun. Second of all, it teaches us to be in the present moment, truthfully, genuinely. And third of all, it teaches us to watch another to see if they're being authentic, to see what, what their game is, to learn how to get our need met. So improvisation teaches intention and the ability to respond in that present moment. Yes, so those uh, improv classes, uh, I, I know I have a couple of friends who went to the uh, to those improv uh, classes and they loved it. They got addicted to it. So I'm definitely considering joining one as well. And you also mentioned that uh, this intention should be connected with something that we deeply believe in. How can um, how can we do this? I mean, technically, uh, it's, are there any tricks, any methods that you can recommend us? I, I will tell you a, a story about, I had been, about how I learned a technique that really helped me, which is breathing really deeply. I'd always done breathing exercises and we do it in all of my workshops. I was working in, in an improvisation workshop with Alan Arkin, the Academy Award winner. I don't know if you're aware of who he is, but anyone in your audience who knows him is going, oh, yay, I know, I love everything he does. His name is Alan Arkin. And I went to Austin, Texas, just to be in his improvisation workshop. And what I learned is I was doing an improvisation and it was in a health food store. I, I was buying and this other participant was selling. And that's all he tells us. You're in a health food store, you're buying, you're selling. So I went in and I did the improvisation. We started and the gal did hers. And then Alan came up to me and said, very, very good. He said, now take that intention. I could tell you were working with an intention. Very good. He said, now connect it to something personal to you. It doesn't even have to make sense. But don't go into the playing area. Don't go on stage until you're very clear that that intention is connected to a strong feeling within you. And I thought, and I thought, and then he said the same thing to her. And I came in. Okay. I was, hang with me. I was working on my temper at the time. This is many years ago. I'm telling you, I've got it a, a little more under control. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want that temper to come out with a student again. It had come out with a student. I'm ashamed to admit, but we're fine now, that student. And I thought, I've got to go into this health food store and get something homeopathic that keeps me so I don't yell at a student. 
And I went in there and it was very important to me that I get this treatment. And this woman would not stop talking. The salesperson, I don't know what her intention was, but she would not stop talking. And I could not get a word in. And the next thing I know, Alan is on the floor. The teacher is on the floor, pounding the floor, laughing. People are falling off of their chairs, dying laughing, because I couldn't get a word in itchwise. But here's the key. The key is I didn't even hear them. I needed this treatment, and I needed it now, and she wouldn't shut up. So it was my reaction and her yammering on. Here's my point. An executive, a manager, a worker bee, a doctor, a lawyer, anyone cannot enter the play area and start talking unless they're clear on their intention and it's connected to a strong feeling. Then everything else will fall into place because otherwise, please send me an email. I don't need to sit, see, sit and see you giving me the facts that I could read on a slide in an email in 10 minutes and you're taking an hour. It's the secret of human communication to know exactly what we're speaking about so it's understood correctly. Then we get an honest answer. And if it's not an honest answer, we can come in another way. It's the secret. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, even uh, before planning you know what we want to say and uh, our intentions very often we uh, the people they just avoid communication they avoid speaking in public because they are afraid and uh, this is something that is causing them uh, great stress and even if we give them structures we give them exercises they will still be so stressed that they, they will not even start so do you have any tips on that? How to actually start uh, speaking and maybe reduce this level of stress at least a little bit? What, what an important question, isn't it? You're, you're a coach, you know. Everyone's scared. I almost titled my book, Everyone's Squared. If I have a group of, of 14 people, I'll say, how many people get nervous or are scared before they start a presentation? Eight, eight out of 10. And the two that say, no, I'm not scared, they're usually the most tight and the most terrified because they're in denial. And here's why. Our amygdala tells us when we're in front of an audience or, or in front of a high stakes one-on-one -on -one meeting with our, with our boss, that that boss is a tiger loose and wants to eat us. <laughs> or that there's a tribe of natives who wanna boil us in a pot. Um, our amygdala has not advanced to our technology. The way that we inform the amygdala is not through language, not through thinking, because the amygdala didn't go to college. <laughs> the amygdala doesn't have a language. How do we inform the amygdala, that part of our brain, the limbic, and tell it, calm down, I'm in control, you can go to sleep. How do we do that? And that's your question. How we do that is the first thing to do 
a breathing exercise. Every class, every coaching that we do starts with the breathing exercise. Why? Because it works. The backstage in, in, in actors' dressing rooms, all are, it sounds like a tuberculosis ward with actors breathing deep in and out, in and out. We've got to get our body ready. The second thing we do is a pencil in the mouth exercise, and we read a poem to tell the amygdala, my voice is free, I can speak clearly, I have good diction. So in two ways, we've informed the amygdala, go to sleep, relax. You don't have to work now. I'm in control. And you know it works every time. The nerves go away. There's no room for fear. And then when we get on intention about something that we care about, our whole of us comes to the party. Our style. If it's a dialect, we love your dialect. If, it, if, if you've got something to say, you will make sure that it is clear and understood correctly. But you got to breathe and you got to inform the amygdala with the vocal exercise. That's the language. Yes. So uh, breathing exercises and uh, uh, exercise with with a pencil. So those are those are great ways. I think that uh, for even for and uh, this is great that you mentioned that everyone is scared. Uh, I think that even professional actors, professional speakers, they feel this uh, all the time, especially if we are in a new circumstances, in a new situation. Uh, like for me, for example, last year I had uh, my TEDx talk and I have been organizing TEDx conferences for, for many years. I was coaching speakers, but when it came, when my turn came and I had to enter this big stage as a speaker, not as an organizer welcoming everyone, but I had to speak. I remember that I had this blank mind i didn't know what uh, what how to start what to say i was standing behind the stage uh, till, completely in this moment uh, and i um, i i remember that i thought oh i was teaching others how to how to manage the stress but this stress is is really getting me so i think that it uh, it is there all the time, especially if we're in the new situation, when which never happened before. Uh, something is changing, and uh, this being in the moment and focusing on on here and now, it actually helps a little bit. The stress helps us to focus, helps us to 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 focus our energy on the audience, right? Not on ourselves. Yes. Yes. And you know, you, you touched on something, You're, you said so um, lightly, you know, I, I was going to give a, a TEDx talk. Well, what occurs is the better we get at something, the more we're called upon to share our experience and our knowledge, and the stakes keep rising. And, and here you are, you know, oh, I did... Um, um, a little speech here, and now I'm doing a speech here. Whoa, now I'm doing it. <laughs> the stakes keep rising. Yeah. And so you you had to use your technique to get, you, oh, my feet are on the floor. Okay, <laughs> I, I see that. You know, I'm here in this present moment. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that uh, everything we do is taking us a little bit um, uh, one step further, a little bit out of our comfort zones. And uh, we also need to to understand how to manage this situation, how to uh, how to focus on the audience. Do you, do you think that uh, working with your clients, with your groups, do you think that uh, that a lot of people are focusing on themselves instead of focusing on the audience, and they are thinking about how they look, how they uh, how they feel, uh, how what people will think about them. And how do you think we can change this perspective from ourselves to our audience? What a lovely question. And it's because you're a pro doing this. You, it's very, very insightful. Um, a ballet dancer that I remember when I first started acting, uh, uh, and, and of course it was all about me. Uh, I read that a ballet dancer begins that the, that the work is all about them. Look at me, look at this. And when they move on into the process, all of a sudden it clicks. Oh, it's not about me at all. It's about the audience. It's about delivering this message of this ballet and this story through me, through me, through my body. I thought, oh, that's what it is. I'm an actor. I'm helping deliver this part of the information to the audience. And then Oh, I'm a little teary-eyed. When you get older, you get touched by things. And then I realized, oh, it's lovemaking. It's me giving them this part of the story to help them understand, to learn what, what the entire message is. Well, for, for a corporate speaker or, or uh, uh, a professional person giving a presentation, it's not about you. It's about them. And when that click occurs, I think that I think a third of the people are going to love you. A third of the people are going to eh, not care. And a third of the people are going to find fault with you, right? Okay. But you will have been genuine. You will have enjoyed the process of delivering the data and the information to them. And you will find out who is not so interested and, and who really is opposed and you will learn from it. So it's, it's not about me, it's about, it's about them. And you know, it's the same, I'm almost done talking. It, it's the same at a cocktail party. It's not about you. It's about how are you? What's going on with your kids? You know, how was your trip to Brazil? It's yeah. an interesting dynamic. Yes, absolutely. This the same as uh, maybe we we prefer not to talk to people at the cocktail party who only speak about themselves and tell their stories all the time. <laughs> but we prefer to spend time with people who actually ask questions and are interested in ourselves. So, how what can we do as a speaker uh, to make the audience? interested to attract their attention to build this connection uh, do can you do you have any tricks any suggestions of what on what we can actually do to uh, focus on them 
I think it's very much like dog training. If we've prepared backstage or before we're going in front of the camera and we come out and we're on intention, we've done our preparation, we're on our intention. I believe an actor's way of learning to take stage informs the audience, you can relax, I'm the alpha dog, I gotcha. And the way to do that is if we're in person, I'll just share that one. If we're in person, we walk out on stage and simply look at the audience, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, and then begin it settles the puppies down. And when they're calm, because they know we're in control, we're not going to be nervous, no matter what happens, we're in control, they can calm and open. So I think taking stage is the most instantaneous way of, of connecting with an audience because we're in front, we're in the status position. The audience wants to know we're the alpha dog. And it just takes that confident looking around, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. It's good to be with you all. Yeah, so eye contact and uh, maintaining this strong and stable posture and uh, taking taking uh, the stage. Wonderful, This is, it is so simple. However, uh, we don't use it very often, right? We often begin our presentations with, with some technical elements uh, and uh, which, and then audience maybe don't feel very comfortable uh, with, with such introductions. And also, I wanted to ask you the last question is about, it is about our uh, appearance. So do you think that, um, the, it is uh, uh, important how we how we look how we uh, how do we um, look you know vi visually in both in virtual meetings and uh, and uh, in the live one on one presentations. There, there was a wonderful uh, diplomat in America. United States that uh, said one time, he won best dressed in the country. There used to be this Blackwell guy that said, this is the best dressed and this is the best dressed woman. And here this politician had, had won best dressed. And he said, I dress out of respect for others. And I thought, whoa, that's so it. I'm comfortable in sweats or a t-shirt. But for you, I put on makeup. For your audience, I put on a, a, a nice blouse. For, for respect for you, for respect for others. Then there's, the, then there's the actual education of learning what looks good on stage and what the background's going to be when you give your talks and what, what the audience will be wearing and bump it up one level, you know? takes a bit of time, put it in the fun pile, your wardrobe and, and your dressing and how you look, put it in the fun pile. Yes, absolutely. So um, oh, really, oh. just, 
so Billy, just to uh, sum up uh, our conversation, what uh, would you suggest to our audience? What is the most important areas that they should focus on when they are preparing their business presentations? Their intention and connect it to something they feel strongly about. If they don't feel strongly about it, give the presentation to somebody who does. Yeah, so those emotions and uh, something that we feel strongly about is the most important. Great. So thank you very much, Billy, uh, for all of those insights. It was really amazing speaking to you and uh, um, getting to know your perspective. Uh, if our audience, uh, the, the listeners, they want to connect with you, they want uh, to, to uh, maybe read uh, your book, where they can find you? I'm at billysheppard.com. You can find my website and my book, The Billy Shepherd Presentation Method is on Amazon and send me an email and we can chat. Great, thank you so much, Billy. It was a pleasure having you on Ideas and Leaders. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.